Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. I need a microphone. But I don't know if you guys can tell that I've been crying, but man, I'm a hot mess. And I got to just be real with you guys. Um, The past few weeks of my life have been really rough. And honestly, I... Okay. I was like, is that my phone? <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. But, the, but I feel like the enemy has just come and attacked me because I've known what my message was going to be for a long time. But I'd say it's been three weeks of almost literal hell. It's just been rough. But anyways, I just want to be real with you guys with where I'm at. He's been attacking me all day, left and right. But I'm here. And I think that um, that it's just, I have a really important word to share, and God's placed it on my heart, and I think that's why the enemy's coming to attack. And my heart is honestly, if I'm just being real, it's just kind of over- overwhelmed and overburdened with the things of this world. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of evil stuff going on outside of these walls. And the enemy is coming to attack. There is an identity crisis. People are just saying, hey, you can be whoever you want to be, boy, girl, whatever. And it's like, no, that's, God didn't make a mistake in who, you create, in who he created you to be. Okay. Okay, he didn't make any mistakes. And so anyways, that's not even my message. So let's just get into that, okay? Um, so today, we're going to look at a chunk of scripture. And we are going to learn about a few things about the character of God and who he is. And then I want to reaffirm those things by actually sharing parts of my testimony with you guys. Um, just some things from over the past couple of years and more recently. So first, Let's pray again, because we love prayer. Um, Dear Jesus, I just thank you so much for this time that we get to come together tonight and just dig into your word together. Um, God, I just pray that tonight that the kids or the youths um, and the leaders in this room who are present, God, and anyone who might listen to this podcast, God, I pray that they don't only hear the words that you're speaking through my mouth, but God, you speak to them in a way that's supernatural and like they've never experienced before. Um, And God, as we just dive into the scripture and just let them see things about who you are, that is going to radically change their life and their relationship with you. But we just love you and we trust you with the whole night and all of us in your very mighty and precious name. Amen. All right. All right. So, title on my message. It's called Let's Go. Can you say let's go? All right. We're going on an adventure. Kind of, sort of. Oh, wait, that's cool. I didn't even plan that. That looks awesome. Thanks, Brad. Okay. So our title is Let's Go. So what we're going to do is we're going to read a couple of different perspectives of the same exact um, passage about Jesus sending out the 12 disciples. Okay. So we're going to start by reading Luke. So we're going to read the version in Luke. And it's actually kind of funny because you'll see where like Luke and Mark will say it like really short. But then we're not going to read the whole thing in Matthew because it's really long. And it's, it has details and all sorts of things in there. But we're going to start there in Luke. Okay, so Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. All right. And this should be up on the screen as well. We're reading our good old New King James version. That's my favorite. All right. Well, it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Verse 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there, depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. 
Okay, so that's pretty straightforward, okay? Like, Jesus is, like, telling them what to do. He tells them what to take, what not to take, all right, and all that good stuff. So now let's see how, how they um, account for it in Mark. So Mark chapter 6, verses 7 through 12. And guys, you're going to hear the same thing over and over and over again. But there's some different wording and there's some different things we can learn from it. So pay attention. Okay, so um, it says, and he called the 12 disciples to himself and began to send them out two by two. That's important, guys. Pay attention. Two by two. Can you say two by two? two, by two. Right? And he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except for a staff. No bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Also, he said to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there until you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. And assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. In verse 12, and so they went out and preached that people should repent. Awesome. Okay, so now let's see where we are, okay? So now we're going to read it in Matthew, and we're going to break it down. And I'm going to skip a little bit, but you guys got the gist of the whole picture from those two passages that we read in Luke and Mark. Okay, so in Matthew, we're going to read chapter 10, and we're going to read, um, we're going to read verse 1, and then kind of skip the one that lists all the disciples, because, I mean, it's important, but you know. You can read that yourself. And then also verses 5 through 10. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to pause here in between. And like I said at the beginning, I'm going to reaffirm parts of the character from God that we're going to learn about. I'm going to reaffirm that with my testimony. So I'm going to intertwine that into parts of the message. But I think you're going to be able to figure out what's the Bible and what's, like, my story. <laughs> all right, so we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 10. All right. And it says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So we're going to leave that verse right there. We're going to start with verse one. Okay. So that's actually going to start me and bring me to my first point. And the first thing I want you guys to learn should be up on the screen. Um, there's just, I think we have about four points or something tonight. But Jesus is going to empower and equip you before he actually sends you. Okay, so this wasn't something that just happened in the snap of a finger. This is a time and a process that the disciples get to learn from Jesus, right? He didn't just say, hey guys, come follow me. And then two days later, he's like, okay, I need you to go out and go heal all the people and do all that. No, okay? That would freak me out. I don't know if, if you guys were in those shoes. I mean, I'd be freaking out. But no, Jesus took the time to empower and equip those disciples. He spent time with them, and they walked with him through everyday life before he actually sent them out. And so that's really important um, that we catch that, that it's not always going to look like we imagine it would. And you're going to be equipped and empowered in ways you never thought or knew that you needed to be. But he's going to do that before he sends you. So um, a quick little story here for you. Um, so I actually worked here at the preschool um, that's here at Lakeshore Church. Um, shout out to Miss Heather. Whoop, whoop. Um, she's our Catawba campus pastor, and she's the lovely director of the preschool. But I signed up for this. I was like, okay, like, I'm an assistant teacher. Cool. Like, I can do that. What do I have to do? Help kids go to the bathroom and, like, open their snacks? Yes, I got that. Okay. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, a couple months in, the teacher that I worked with and I also fell in love with, she was just incredible. She understood me, and she was just really good at what she did. Well, she gets diagnosed with a couple of autoimmune diseases, and she actually has to leave a couple months into the school year. And I just lost my mind, I'll tell you that. That was 
such a difficult year because I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I've never been a teacher before. And then here I am and I'm in charge of like 14 little three-year-olds. Okay, guys, I don't know if that sounds like chaos to you, but it is, okay? They're three-year-olds, okay? Kids are crazy. And so I'm going through this situation and at the end of the year, don't get me wrong, I could look back on it and there are some fond moments and a lot of miserable moments and days too as well. But God really taught me and stretched me to be flexible and to roll with the punches and be more adaptable. And that wasn't something I was good at because I like having a plan and I like when things go to the plan, go according to my plan, um, not God's, but mine. And so God just taught me how to roll with the punches. And that's actually something that has equipped me for my job today. I've been in a few situations already where last minute's like, hey, can you teach? Can you do this? And I'm like, I didn't think that was a part of my job description, but okay. Um, and so I've been doing it and it's, it's worked out pretty good. And, and so God has just, he prepared me also in preschool, how to talk to little kids is actually the same way you kind of talk to adults. Not that adults are less than or whatever, but Kids have big emotions and feel a lot of things. And a lot of us feel a lot of things. I do myself. I can admit that. You guys saw my face earlier. Um, I feel a lot of things, but we have to affirm. We have to affirm people and what they feel um, before we can actually address it because they need to know that they were heard. Anyways, all of that to say is God equips and empowers you. I didn't know that he was doing that in preschool at the time, but in a preschool classroom is what actually helps me do ministry more effectively. Okay, and I also wanted to read real quick um, the, de the definition of a disciple because, right, Jesus called his disciples over to him. And I have it in my Bible here. I didn't give it to Brad, which is okay, but I'm not even gonna try to say that Greek word, but a disciple, it means to learn, whose root math in the, in the Greek word suggests thought with effort put forth. A disciple is a learner, one who follows both the teaching and the teacher. The word is used first of the 12 and later of Christians in general. And so, like I said, all that to say is that we get to learn and walk with Jesus every day. And he's never gonna send you somewhere where you're gonna be unequipped for, okay? He's just gonna prepare you in ways that you're just not expecting it, okay? So now, let's, let's keep reading. Actually, I'm sorry, messed up. We are gonna go back to Mark. So I was kind of thinking like, I was like, okay, like, how did he send them? Did they just go as like a whole squad, like rolling down the street, you know, all 12 of them just rolling up through this town and, and preaching the gospel and healing people? And I was like, man, I mean, they definitely have a lot of eyes on them if that happened, right? But in Mark, I loved how Mark put it this way. It, I mean, it just specified a detail and it answered my question for me. But if you go back to Mark chapter six, verse seven, it says, and he called the 12 disciples to him and began to send them out two by two. And so it specifies, right? That it's two by two. Everybody has a partner. Everyone has a teammate that they get to walk with. So that brings me to my second point. That when Jesus sends you, he will not send you alone. Okay, we also, we always have the Holy Spirit with us. We have that access, the Holy Spirit accessible to us. He's a person, he walks with us, but he's not gonna send you alone. He brings really good friends and people into your life and mentors to help guide you along this journey and, and the where he's sending you to fulfill your calling, right? So we're called to live in community. And um, I wanted to read out of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25 to just kind of support this. Um, we're reading out of the Passion Translation, all right? Um, so we're, we're getting excited here. So it says, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as, expressing, as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of 
doing. Um, but in fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. And that day is referring to the last day when Jesus comes back. Um, but we can leave that scripture up there on the screen. But guys, it tells us it tells us what to do. It says we need to meet with each other. There's a lot of things in the world telling us that it'd be really convenient. Me, myself, I've been struggling with this for a couple weeks, but the enemy keeps telling me I just want to be alone and isolated. And if you guys know me at all, that is the opposite of my personality. So you guys know that Christina doesn't like to be alone. I love people, and that's what fills me up and just keeps me going, right? Um, but it tells us that we need, to, we need to not neglect meeting together. We need to, if anything, we need to meet more often so we can be of an encouragement to one another. And you guys get to do that through your times in your connect groups and through your times just fellowship before and after service and at Taco Bell and, and everywhere. We get to walk alongside of each other because God has literally given you this family right here to walk alongside of you on this journey. All right, so... Um, I have some awesome people in my life, um, like Olivia and my other best friends, Kimberly and Victoria. And I also have all my mom friends, too. They're awesome. Um, Lana Shaw, Heather Goddard, Lauren Payton. I have these awesome people in my life that I know I can go to. And it doesn't mean that they're going through the exact same thing that you are. They might not actually be like, I'm a young person and I have a job and I go to school part time, too. It doesn't mean that the people I'm walking with are going through those exact same things, but they're there to support you and to encourage you um, and to cheer you on along the way. They're still going with you. So find those people. Think about it. I'll give you like five seconds. Think about who are those people in your life that God has placed to help walk along this journey with you because you are not alone. All right, all right. So now we're going to keep reading. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 10. All right, so as I said, we read the first verse. Then um, the next few verses just list the disciples. So we're going to skip that. Um, but now we're going to go into, um, we're going to go into verses 5 um, through 10. All right? So it says, um, these 12 that Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Verse six, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons and freely you have received. So freely give and provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Oh man, that is, that is just so good. And I love what we get to just learn about the character of Jesus in this. Um, so that'll bring me to my third point, right? So Jesus tells the disciples, don't take, you can leave that point up there, but he tells the disciples, don't take anything with you. Don't take money. So don't worry. I got your finances covered. I got your food covered. I got your clothes. All the things, the basic things that we kind of need to live in this world, right? And he says, don't take any of that because, and with that, he's promising that he's going to provide everything that you need for this journey. He'll provide everything along the way. But here's the thing. With that, we have to see that first takes me to my fourth point. First, we need to step out in faith and obedience to God's word, right? So Jesus promises, hey, everything's going to be taken care of for you. 
but they don't actually get to see the fruit of that or the blessings or the promise until they step out in faith, until they step out in obedience, right? Um, and so we're going to go kind of back to just my story and, so, and some things that I've been through lately. Um, but I, I went off to college for a year. Um, so a lot of you guys who are new don't know these things about me. But I went off to college, and by the end of the nine months, that was the most miserable as equally the most miserable and the most amazing year of my whole life up until that point. Because now I get to be here with you guys. So these are the best years of my life. Um, but I, I left school. And when I came back home, I was just questioning like God's plan for my life. And I was like, okay, God, like I know that I let go of my plans. And I think it's also really cool to see how when something dies, especially if it's of our flesh, that God brings life from that. So I, so my plans for my life, I was going to go into the military. Guys, my goal was to be cool. That's what I want to do. Do you want to know how I was going to be cool? Okay, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I had a full ride scholarship for ROTC. And I was like, okay, after you get a degree, you got to go to the military. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be an intelligence officer. So I'm going to get some top secret clearance. Then I'm going to work in the FBI or the CIA. And I'm like, I'm going to be cool. That's what I wanted to do. I don't know why, but I was trying to please other people. So I, I guess that's why. I do know why. But anyways, I wanted to be cool. And, and that wasn't at all what God had planned for me. He had called me to ministry, and I kind of ignored it. But that's because he just said ministry. And I was like, God, you didn't give me enough details here. Like, you just gave me the title of the book. You didn't even give me an introduction, not even like the table of contents. You didn't give me any sort of context for what this is going to look like. You just said ministry. And I was like, no. So it took me a year to figure it out came back home and I was struggling with the idea of just tithing and I had some different part-time jobs and I just kind of made, worked my way up to different things. And, and I even was worried because after a while, well, if you don't know this, you probably don't because you're not in college yet, but after so much time of not being in school, the people that you got the loans from, they want their money back. Okay, so I was like, oh man. I was like, how am I supposed to pay this off? I still live at home. I moved back home, guys. And I'm like, what if I need a new car one day? Like, how am I, how am I gonna make it? How am I ever gonna move out? And guys, this literally, I'm gonna leave this person's name anonymous because they want it to be. But someone literally wrote me a check for thousands of dollars to pay off my student loans. Like, Okay, I'm going to try to keep this together. But guys, the thing is, is that that didn't come out of nowhere, though. I'm not going to say God wouldn't have done it, but I had to come to a place where I trusted God with my finances. And I was like, okay, God, I'm not making that much, but I'm going to give you 10% anyways. And then I got to a job where I was like, I'm making a little more. I was like, oh, I could give a little more than 10%. I'm like, okay. And so I was just like, let's do this. And then he opened the door for me to go into another job where I'm like making more money. And it's not all about the money, but it was the fact that I just chose to trust God with my finances and he showed up in a really big way. I was really anxious about it. And I was like, God, how am I going to get through this? And he made a way. And also with that, Another part of my testimony is that now, if you guys know Pastor Rev Ebb, as I call him, he's actually a reverend. That's why I call him that. Um, but Ebb and Eddie, who, who used to be a former youth pastor here, he opened the door for me to work at YCI. Guys, I work in ministry and to the world. I don't have any qualifications to do that. I volunteered here. I did an internship at my church. Like, 
that's kind of all I got, okay? That is all that I have. But God opened up those doors and made a way because of the people he brought into my life. It's those people that he brought along the journey to open those doors for me to do it. And now I'm doing it and I'm living the dream and I'm having the time of my life. I really am. Um, and if you guys have questions about it, please ask. I would love to talk to you guys about what YCI does um, and just our heart for ministry and having student-led Bible studies in middle schools and high schools and that sort of thing. But all of that to say, guys, is that you have to first take a step of faith and obedience, okay? You will see the promises be fulfilled. God is a faithful God. He is the same yesterday and today and forever, and he always will be. He's never changing, but you have to take a step of faith, and you have to act in obedience to what his word says, and so another thing to kind of go along with that, just about my story, um, I love my dad. He's awesome. He loves me. But growing up, there were a lot of things that he promised and a lot of things he said that just never happened. It might have been something simple like, hey, we're going to go do this this weekend and the plans got canceled or we're going to go on this big trip. Whatever it was, I was just like, okay, now I know. I was like, nope. If someone's going to tell me we're doing something, they need to prove it first. Okay, like if we're going to this show or this concert or whatever, show me the tickets. Okay, did you already put the money into it? Whatever it was. And I wanted the proof. And so I struggled with that because with God, I was like, okay, God, like you got to prove yourself first. I need you to show up before I take those steps of faith and obedience. I was like, I don't really want to follow you until you show me that you're good. And he was doing that all along. But he's like, that's not how it works when you follow me. You have to obey me first. And faith is blind. It's not, you're not supposed to have all the pieces and the whole picture put together before you actually go towards that goal, but towards that call, whatever it may be. Okay. And that's what I wanted. And so I just had to learn the hard way <laughs> that I had to start just take, taking little steps and little acts of obedience and just trust in God with the little bit of faith that I had. I want to say smaller than a mustard seed. Um, it was really small, but I had to just start there. And, and that's where God was able to grow my faith because every time I just took a step, he was so faithful to show up. And instead of taking a little step, he really helped me take leaps and bounds forward into the calling that he has for my life. Um, so we have, we have some time left. Um, so I want you guys to think about, I want to give you some time, but I also want you guys to talk amongst your friends around you. I promise you'll have extra time to connect at the end, so don't do that now. Okay, stay on task. Stay focused, okay? Um, but I want you guys to think about, just take a moment, think about where is God sending you? Where has he already placed you? Don't get so caught up on what's coming in the future that you miss what's happening right here, right now because that's important. Okay, so where has God placed you? Are you called to be a light on your sports team? Or maybe you're in a video gaming club. I don't know what middle school boys do, but I'm going to guess it's that. Okay, um, maybe you're going to be a light in your workplace. Um, I hope I didn't offend anyone when I said that. Sorry, guys. Um, but maybe you're a light in the workplace because where you work, it's not a Christian organization or business. Like, Hey guys, even at Chick-fil-A, people need Jesus, okay? Um, I've heard those people talk before when they're just having their own little conversations. They don't think people hear. No, everyone needs Jesus everywhere that you go. And so God is sending and calling you somewhere. So I want you guys to think about that. And then I want you guys to actually talk about that. I'm going to give you a couple minutes. I want you guys to talk amongst your friends that are around you. Talk to them. Where, so let me give you some points here. So where do you feel like God is either sending you or where has he placed you right now? Then be honest with them. 
Talk about the insecurities you have, the areas where you, you're kind of doubting God and you're not sure if he's going to give you the confidence to share the gospel with those people who don't know Jesus, or he's not going to provide the finances to, for whatever it may be. Um, and it might make you look funny to do it, but whatever your insecurity is, talk about that. Talk about with your friends. What does that look like? We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.